0: You're listening to my HR buzz brought to you by my HR concierge hosted by Chris Cooley. We'll bring you various topics and guests to shed light on the often confusing world of HR and also employee screening. We'll be putting the human in human resources. I want to thank you for joining us today on my HR buzz, the podcast. Uh, again, I want to remind you if you, if you, uh, when you see our podcast on any of your favorite places, uh, please subscribe so you can always stay up to date on the latest information. Um, there's a lot of things going out there, and so uh, always make sure, if you would, subscribe to to make sure that you're getting uh, all the information that we're putting out. Uh, today, we're going to talk about employee retention tax credits. Um, I know that's kind of a blast from the past, and a lot of people think those aren't relevant anymore or not, or not available anymore, uh, but that's certainly not the case. And we have uh, Josh Brubaker with CTI with us today. He's been with us before. Um, you've probably heard those podcasts, and he's going to kind of update us on where on where we are with the ERTC, and um, just kind of help us help us through that process. And so, I appreciate you joining us today, Josh.
1: Appreciate it, Chris. Always fun to uh, join in on you. And I'm not really a podcast guy, but I think educating people let's let's try to do this. So, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So so tell us a little bit about CTI and what you guys do.
1: Sure. Corporate Tax Incentives, CTI for short, it's been around 20 years and it's a niche tax credits and incentive firm. So everything from hiring credits with Watsi to real estate credits to R&D if companies are uh, manufacturing or creating a new or improved product or process. And then we also do state incentives. You know, there's reasons why Different companies move to different states for for tax incentives, and we can negotiate that on the company's behalf.
0: That's great. And and one thing I will say with with you guys, one thing I really like is the fact that you do have a breadth of mm-hmm. those tax credits that you you know that you work with. There are so yeah. many groups that are only watsy or only ERTC, but you guys you you pretty much handle all of them. And so that's that's it's kind of a one stop shop. So you can you can also when you're looking for one credit you know, it may be that you have the information to determine if they are eligible for one they're not familiar with.
1: Exactly. I mean, for example, in WOTC, I know we're not talking about it today, but it's a hiring credit if you hire different groups of people. Um, Within there, the same questions on a state level, they're state credits. So, for example, Georgia, if you hire a felon. Well, most companies in Georgia don't even know that, but we we look for all the low hanging fruit, and when we talk to a company, you know, we're talking about one credit, but we're going to look at everything they're eligible for. So yeah, you're correct on that.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. And so, and so, I guess getting uh, you know talking about our, our topic today, the ERTC, the employment employee employment retention tax credit. Um, can you give us a little bit of a background on that? Kind of sure. kind of where that came from, and what what that is.
1: Sure. So for that, we have to rewind to 2020 and 2021, which most people are trying to forget. But um, essentially, when this came out, it came out during the same time as PPP, and it was one or the other. If you took PPP, you couldn't do ERTC or ERC. You know, everyone calls it different things, but it's employee retention credit. It's a refundable payroll tax credit on the taxes you paid as an employer for the employees. So it's refunding FICA, and then it's also refunding some of the medical tax in 2021. So that 6.2% is what it's refunding, and then some. It has changed a lot. I mean, it's changed four times. So if I could get anything out on this podcast, it's not too late. If people looked at it in 20 or even 2021, they say, oh, we're not eligible. Well, it could have changed since then. Um, For example, it, it changed in the fall with Biden's infrastructure bill it dropped off a quarter. So it changed the credit again, where the eligibility period is not all the quarters in 2021. It's just three. So, I mean, anything with IRS and tax, it's always changing. I guess that's job security for me. <laughs> um, but, you know, if you haven't looked into it recently, take a look at it. And, and hopefully, you know, today we can educate you all on some different scenarios and maybe give some examples of some of my clients and how how they're qualifying too
0: no that's great and so so one thing too you know we we've talked to so many people about this and and generally you know some of the some of the responses is well we we just haven't had time to look at it hadn't thought about it um and then also well i thought that we couldn't do that anymore i thought it had passed and so i know we'll talk a little bit about about the second one but on the first one Tell us a little bit about how much money this is, because I don't think a lot of people understand how much they can get from this. And it's worth the, you know, a, an hour or two to to figure out if they are eligible.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, totally worth it. If you're listening, it's up to $26,000 in a refundable payroll tax credit per W-2 that you kept working in 20 and 21. For 2021, even if they weren't working, but you paid them, you furloughed them not to come to work. Um, we see that in a lot of the big cities that were shut down, that qualifies as well. So, uh, maybe a brief overview. So, 2020 is worth $5,000 per W 2 if you're eligible, and it's a per quarter basis eligibility. And then 2021, it's Q 1, 2, and 3, and it's $7,000 per quarter. So, $21,005, it's $26,000 if you max it out. Um, what my company does is we're hired as consultants to figure out one are you eligible which quarters we back out any other substances like ppp any other grants or things that were covid related we back out those because we can't double dip on the wages and then and then we do a calculation per employee you know all the way down to the dollar because when you're dealing with irs this isn't just a form that you fill out and say you know good luck We hope this doesn't get audited, but we are acting as if it is. So our projects for clients are 20 some pages. And by the end of the study, um, you know, we can prove or not prove that you're eligible. Um, So there is a lot that goes into it, but we're looking at a quarterly basis. And then there's there's really three different ways to qualify. Um, I guess I could go into that. Have Have we covered that?
0: No, I think that'll be great. Uh, one thing I, I would I would say is I know we were talking prior to to starting the podcast about some success stories, sure. um, and as we talk about dollars and talk about potential, um, if you could mention that one that we were talking about before, that um, sure. was I, I think it was like one point eight million mm-hmm. that one of your clients got.
1: Yeah, so that that client um, has a few locations, but they're assisted living and uh essentially they qualified i mean they did they did fine their business wasn't impacted you know that's a blessing for them but they qualified on a different way which is called facts and circumstances or government mandates and so they had assisted living uh they're in a state where they couldn't have anyone come in to the assisted living which is how they get sales right you don't want to bring COVID into the old folks home and so they they couldn't grow their sales that way but then they also had to pay for the protective gear the sanitation all of those things um, which is an added expense so anytime you qualify under facts and circumstances you still have to tie it back to somewhere on the p l that shows a financial pain point Um, so we could tie back that they had a ton of expenses Related to sanitation in their assisted living, we could also tie back that they had to train people to work remote, um, and then they couldn't have people in their facility. And then, lastly, there was there was capacity limit, so they you know they can only have a certain amount of people in their facility at certain amount of times, and that even changed the scheduling for the employees. So I went a little bit in depth of how they qualified, but you know they got one point eight million dollars. Um which is really going to make a significant impact to their business. And they had, I think 90 employees.
0: Wow. That's, I mean, again, it's just an incredible opportunity for a lot of these businesses. And as I mentioned, I think a lot of them don't understand what that opportunity is. And two, that it's still available. And so I think that's, that's really great information. Um, so, so so, tell me, you, you went into it a little bit there. So what what are some examples, some good candidates you know, for this?
1: Yeah, so uh, I'll take one step back. There's really three ways to qualify. One, it's a gross receipts test. It shows that your business went down. So you have to look at 2019, and it's a per quarter basis, and you compare that to each quarter in 20 and 21. So in 2020, you had to have the 50% drop per quarter. If you do, you're automatically eligible compared that same quarter in 20 to 19. And then for 21, the same scenario, but that quarter in 21 to 19 had to be a 20% drop or more. If any of those, you know, if you meet those requirements, automatically eligible. The, the last thing is if you started a business after February 15th in 2020, and you haven't done a million dollars in sales yet, that's called recovery startup business, automatically eligible. Now, th- those are the two black and whites, easy way to qualify honestly, most of our clients, most of the businesses we're working with, they're qualifying under what's called facts and circumstances. Okay, so it's, it's things tied down to fully or partially suspended or closed due to government mandates. Um, And so, you know, some of it's just a state more states, some states were locked down more than others. Hawaii didn't even open up until Christmas of 21. You know, New York and California were going to be closed a lot more due to COVID compared to Texas. Right. So, you know, every state had a different different mandates, state, county and local. Um, You know, the Carolinas weren't too closed down, but there are some local mandates that were. So it's it's that's really what I want to relay to people is the facts and circumstances. If you think you didn't hit that gross receipts, you know, let's talk because it's not too late. The facts and circumstances is definitely an option. Um, and I'll give a few more examples out, and you know maybe this will correlate to your, your clients and their businesses. So things like maybe your business was fine, but a customer you worked at was closed due to co- government mandates or closures. So I had a client that would claim the university. Well, the university was closed. So because they couldn't go to work, they were eligible that way things like capacity limits supply chain we have a lot of um, manufacturing and construction they can't get materials and it it's due to closure somewhere where that material is made Um, so mandates there things like operations i had a a engineering firm in the south and where they worked they used to have multiple drivers in a truck but because of the government mandates, they had to go buy trucks because people couldn't ride together because of COVID. OK. Uh, um, so, that yeah, closures. You know, if you have a sales organization in California, they couldn't travel to trade shows where they get their sales. So their whole business operations changed. They're eligible that way. So, yeah, I mean, I have a lot more examples and maybe we can do that at the end here. But, you know, okay. it, it, gross receipts is way to qualify. but. Facts and circumstances, depending where you're at, depending, you know, what did 2019 look like business wise and operations wise, compared to the COVID pandemic? If it looked different, you know, we should
0: talk. Okay, no, that's great. And one one thing I will say too, because I know we we have several um, clients together, is one of the things I liked about the process too is um, one obviously there's there's great potential here for for a credit for someone but also um what we did with those clients is we would we would first have about a 30-minute conversation with a with a tax credit specialist and to say hey is this even something that you need to waste your time with and when i say you the business owner yep so there's kind of a we we so that way the business owner doesn't go through you know the process of having to gather information and doing this deep deep dive They have the ability to, you know, do a do a quick and easy assessment to see if it even makes sense for them. And then, if it does, you take those next steps.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's is the juice worth the squeeze? You know, in a twenty-minute phone call, we'll go over questions just like we're doing now. If if there's enough there and it's it's black and white, then we can pursue it. But if if it's risky or we don't think there's enough there, it's you know, it's it's not worth it at that point. There are other firms that will do that. I mean, I've told some clients no, and then some other tax credit firms, oh, they get two million dollars. Well, it depends if you like the word audit, you know. It's yeah. it's uh so we are pretty black and white, but you're right. In 20 minutes we could we could hash it out with your clients or prospects.
0: Yeah, so it's really a no-brainer to to start that process. And that 20 minute call doesn't I mean it doesn't necessarily cost them anything.
1: No, right. No, but if there's nothing there, there's no cost. I mean, even if we get into a study and the clients telling us you know, yes, I was locked down. Yes, you know, we couldn't get supplies, all these things. But then we go to do the study and there's just not enough to substantiate what he told us. You know, we still won't charge the client. We all tried. We just wasted time, but we tried. Right.
0: Yeah. So, it, it, I mean, to me, it's really a no-brainer yeah. to do it and to take a look at it. Well, I really appreciate your time today. Sure. And, and I think it's a great, a, a lot of great information. And uh, I, 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 again, I really encourage all the business owners to take advantage of this. Uh, we work with CTI. Um, you know, if this is something you're interested in, please contact us. We can certainly um, get you in touch with Josh and the right the right people. Um, but I do appreciate you joining us today.
1: Awesome, thanks, Chris. I got one more one more oh. little plug because yeah, absolutely. The ERC is it's simple in theory, but to actually calculate it, capture it, and Uncle Sam, you know, give you the check is is another thing. It is correlated. To Watsi and some of the state incentives, because you Mm -hmm. can't use the wages on PPP for ERC, some of these higher incentives like Watsi, and
0: there's
1: a handful of uh, about half the states in the U.S. do state incentives as well like Watsi. You can't use those same wages, so we love we love to talk to companies because this usually is a lot more money and it's actual cash compared to Watsi, where most is capped at Mm 2,400. So. Would love to have the conversation, but also that, that's another misconception. My watsu provider will do this. Um, so love to have the conversation because it can be pretty complex when you talk about the other incentives and how they're all correlated.
0: Okay. No, thank you for that. And, and CTI does do all of those incentives, so they can take care of all that for you and make sure, you know, how they, how they work together to make sure that you're getting the, the best that you can out of, the, out of all the different programs. Correct. Thank you. So, yeah, well, thank you. We really appreciate it. We really appreciate everyone that uh, listened to the podcast today. If you do have questions, you're welcome to contact me. Uh, Again, we can get you in touch with the right people at CTI, get you in touch with Josh. And you can contact me at 855-538-6947, extension 108, or email at ccooley at myhrconcierge.com. Uh, again, I do encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. You can find us at all of the, the typical podcast platforms. And and if you do subscribe, you always make sure you get the, the latest information. So again, thank you very much for joining us and we look forward to next time.